Hey, it's Markay from the Markay Show. You hear me every day at 11 a.m. on News 104.5 WOKV. First of all, thanks for listening to the Markay Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion Podcast and Jacksonville's Morning News Interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks again for listening. We're entertaining meets informative. Let me tell you something. This man is so damn funny, it isn't funny. Markay, you're good to go, man. I would marry me some Markay. Markay! A fresh perspective on today's Issues. You were doing a great job today, buddy. Mark K is always good in my book. Just settle down a little bit. You talk too fast. Other than that, I love you. This is the Mark K Show. If you had any information on the hurricane, I don't seem to be able to find a station that's playing anything about it. I feel, I feel like that may be facetious. In nature. I don't know. I'll have to Google the word facetious to make sure that I'm using it right. But, uh, yeah, we have some information on the hurricane. Perhaps, you, perhaps you've been hearing about it. It's only... what? Wait, what is it, Governor Scott? Hurricane Michael is forecast to be the most destructive storm to hit the Florida panhandle in a century. The most destructive storm to hit the Florida panhandle in a century. That's Governor Scott, soon to be Senator Scott, with his warning. The worst thing you can do now is leave and put yourself... And your family in danger. Yeah, it's not safe to travel anymore. You got to sit it out now. This thing's about to hit, man. It's a monster. It's big and black and ugly and spinning. And I think it's a it's a category. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. But luckily, we have somebody here who knows all about hurricanes and all about weather. Uh, please welcome back to the Marquee Show from uh, Fox 30, CBS 47, Action News, Jacks, meteorologist Ariel Nixon. Ariel, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. Hey, how was the bachelorette party? It was so fun. I mean, I was following along very closely on Instagram, and it looked like a blast. I was a little bummed. <laughs> but uh, welcome back. Thank you. I'm glad to be back tracking Michael. Yeah, no, I'm glad. We're glad to have you, too. We had to talk to Mike Burris the other day, and man, that guy, that guy's very Did serious. Did you play my song for him, though? N- absolutely not. This is your song. Okay, good. Uh, he, has, he has his own anthem. It's the, uh, <laughs> it's the theme from uh, Grumpy Old Men. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Aria, let's get to the weather, shall we? Because this is yes. important. This is important. Hurricane Michael, is it true what Governor Scott says, that this is the most destructive storm in a century? Yes, and potentially going back in records now. I'm starting to see some climatology reports on Twitter that this could be the strongest storm to hit this part of the panhandle ever. Wow. And what is it now? What are Okay, so where is it? What is it? How big is it? What are we What are we facing? All right, right now it's a Category 4 hurricane. Winds sustained at 145 miles per hour, and those strongest sustained winds are within the eye wall, the most violent part of the storm. And at last measurement, which I did just before I came into the uh, audio booth here to talk to you, the eye wall is about 35 to 40 miles away from shore, and it looks like landfall at this point is going to be just south of Panama City. Okay. And between the hours of 1 and 2 o'clock this afternoon, and keep in mind there in a different time zone but when i say one to two i mean eastern time zone oh that's right they are in a different time zone i know they're just off the they're just on the other side of that time zone that always throws me off now category four so that we can kind of get some kind of perspective on this what was the last what katrina was a four or something wasn't she or katrina was a five before it made landfall but i think it was a three when it actually pushed on shore so weaker okay all right so and then last year when we i mean we got devastated uh with just floodwaters but those were twos that came up right irma and matthew uh Irma was a Category 5 at one point when it hit Cuba. But, yeah, once it made its way closer to us, it was a 2. And then Matthew was a 3 
off our coast, but off it did not make landfall here. All right, so, so this is, this if is you'll stronger think than about, um, Harvey, where it made landfall as a major hurricane, oh, rocks, yeah. I think it was Rockport, Texas, the buildings were just flattened by those winds. All right. So that's really the biggest concern for right where it makes landfall, but areas south and east along the Gulf Coast, that's where the storm surge is going to be the worst, especially um, with this coming a little before high tide. So we're talking about like what the Tampa and that whole area. I mean, they're going to get they're going to get storm surge and they're going to get clobbered by waves and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, even as far down as Tampa, but especially areas those kind of smaller, um, really very rural Florida towns that are west of Panama City yeah. along the Gulf Coast. Uh, Russell Colburn was there earlier this morning, and we sent him inland because the infrastructure there is very different from Panama City. And it's very low lying. There's not a lot of buildings. There's a lot of pine trees that can easily be topped over by these winds. And really, we're looking at long-term power outages, very bad wind damage and flooding. Wow. I, the uh, the whole thing that we saw this morning, and we're, I think we're going to talk with, you said Bachman out there too, right? John Bachman and Russell Colburn, they're both out there? Yes, John Bachman is in Panama City, and now Russell Colburn's in Tallahassee. All right, we're going to talk to the both of them here in just a minute. And then as this hits, I mean, this is a huge storm hitting the coast or uh, coming inland as a Category 4. And then what's the projected path that goes kind of above us into Georgia? It does. It moves up into Georgia, and as that happens, it will be weakening because of that land interaction. When it's out over the water, there's no friction working against it. But once it moves on shore, friction will slow it down, weaken it. But still, our area is going to see the threat of very heavy rain, very strong wind gusts when rain bands move through, and also the potential for isolated tornadoes, too. So we're on the more dangerous side of the storm, the right front quadrant very sciencey as we call it, but in this case it's the east to southeast side of it that we are going to see the potential for those tornadoes through the afternoon and into this evening. The RFQ, the right front uh, quadrant. You're so smart, Mark. Quadrant spelled with a Q, right? Or is it KW? No, it's Q. It's a Q. All right, right, so so we're watching out for hurricanes and and storms, but the thing that we hear is that this weekend is actually going to be really beautiful around here. It is. So back behind this, we're going to have kind of a nice little taste of fall because what's pushing the storm towards the east is a cold front. Mm -hmm. Once the storm moves through, our winds will shift offshore, which is going to bring in drier air. The cold front moves through. And by Saturday morning, we will be waking up to temperatures inland in the upper 50s. All right. What about these other two hurricanes I hear about? There's there we're tracking. There's one. uh, What's her name? There's two of them. There are two women. Yes. So we've got Leslie. Leslie's been out in the Atlantic for ages. Even before Michael. Like. Uh, that is no threat to our area. It is going to head towards the Azores Islands, okay. but um, it will be weakening to a tropical storm by then. And then Nadine formed yesterday, going to stay out over the open Atlantic. Also no threat to our local area. Oh, that's fantastic news. All right. Well, listen, we, uh, we're praying for everybody out in the Panama City area. About two hours away, you're saying now, right, Ariel? Yeah, or less than. All right. Uh, thanks so much. Hey, thanks for coming. Welcome back, too. We appreciate Thank it. Thank you. I know you had fun at the bachelorette party, but this is even way more funner. <laughs> all right. right. Thanks. Okay. All right. We'll talk to you later. Ariel Nixon Bye. from CBS 47, Fox 30 Action News, Jax. There, look, this thing, I mean, Category 4 ain't no joke.
you know, don't be thinking that these people aren't going to have a lot of rebuilding to do, a lot of floodwaters, everything else that's going to be happening. Uh, this is, you know, we joke about how much we talk about it here on the news, but it is, uh, it's definitely serious for the state of Florida. And Governor Scott, of course, putting out um, all those warnings. And the, and you know, and the warnings, they don't change; they're always the same. And you know, if you had, if you didn't heed the warnings, if you didn't flee, well, now you got to stay where you are. And the problem there is that first responders aren't going to be able to get to you because they don't send out first responders in the hurricane. During a storm, first responders cannot come out and save you. It's too dangerous. Now is the time to prioritize to keep your family safe. Yeah, and so you got to do whatever you can, buckle down, and uh, and you know, save yourselves. Don't save your property. Save yourself. Your life is more important if there's a shelter, that kind of thing. As far as what's going on here, the tornadoes, I mean, if I were you, uh, I don't know if you remember yesterday, but yesterday, right around 1045, 1050, we had a massive tornado warning in St. John's County. This, this, um, this, you know, what did the, uh, the rain soaked wind or whatever? I mean, they have some terminology for it, but it, it just popped up. It came down. There was, uh, everything was set for a funnel cloud to appear. The warning, you know, sounders went off. We simulcast on like every radio station in town. And then just like that, it was gone. But with these winds and these rains coming in from Michael, that's going to be the biggest threat to our area are these tornadoes. And tornadoes have zero warning, as you well know. Hurricanes we can track for days. Tornadoes, they pop up within seconds. Uh, they do their damage, and then they're gone. And nobody knows when and where um, they're going to hit. So that's going to be the greatest threat for us and something we need to watch out for. Also, of course, the rains and, and whatnot and, and some damaging winds, like Ariel said. But then the good news is the weekend's going to be gorge. 340-1045 is the number. 340-1045. We will check in with John Bachman here in just a minute. Also, uh, the latest on what happened with Nikki Haley in the White House and who Donald Trump says he would love to have in the position at the U.N., but he probably won't nominate them. We'll tell you who that is coming up on the Marque Show on News 104.5 WOKV. Hurricane Michael is forecast to be the most destructive storm to hit the Florida Panhandle in a century. The worst thing you can do now is leave and put yourself and your family in danger. Now the storm is here. It is not safe to travel across the Panhandle. If you are in a coastal area, do not leave your house. I wish I had, man. I wish someone were ordering me not to leave my house. I'd be like, hey, no problem. I got a full, uh, I got all the beer in the fridge. I got a nice comfy blankie. I got Netflix. I'm good to go. What's up? This is the Marque Show. My name's Marque. Thank you so much for joining me. We have a lot of, by the way, we do have a lot of visitors in town from the Panhandle. Because they all drove you to the figure, hey, we'll go to Jacksonville, we'll, you know, we'll go to the, uh, the East Coast for a while, we'll hang out, we'll get some hotel rooms. So if you're one of those people, welcome to Jacksonville. Um, it, it, hopefully you're finding everything, you know, hopefully you're having a nice time. If you need, like, some recommendations, a good place to get wings or something like that, you know, just give me a buzz. 340-1045 is my number. 340-1045 is the number. And keep it locked here because this is where you're going to get all the information about the hurricane. Hey, I was wondering if you had any information on the hurricane. I don't seem to be able to find a station that's playing anything about it. I love that guy's. That guy is so dry. That's the driest. He's a great straight man. So uh, I appreciate it. And if you want to leave us an open mic message, if you are from out of town or if you have some more information about the hurricane or if you know people who are like fleeing for their lives and scared that they're going to lose everything um, in what is, as Governor Scott said, the most destructive hurricane to hit the Florida panhandle in over a decade, then by all means, you can leave us an open mic message. So you do that, that in our free mobile app, News 104.5 WOKV. All right, we're going to check in with John Bachman here in just a minute. John Bachman is in Panama City because well, they pay him a lot of money to do that kind of thing. 
You know, that's why that's why when you're a news anchor, you get all the money, but then they send you basically to knock on death's door whenever that whenever there's an occurrence like this. And that's why he's out there now. Russell Colburn also uh, in Tallahassee. I guess he doesn't make as much, so they don't send him as they don't send him into the eye of the storm. Um, but we're going to check in with him here in just a minute. First, though, something that Donald Trump said yesterday about Nikki Haley uh, ruffled a couple of feathers, as you can imagine. And I don't know if you heard because Nikki Haley yesterday, this was a big story. You know, I don't know if you heard Donald Trump had a press conference. Uh, they talked about Nikki Haley. She said she was resigning at the end of the year. And there was all kinds of speculation as to why she basically said, look, I'm I'm tired. I've been I've been all politicking for over a decade now. I was governor, which is a thankless job. I did that for eight years. Uh, then I worked for the U.N. as the ambassador. I worked, pardon me, for the uh, Trump administration as the ambassador to the U.N., which I imagine is probably one of the most difficult jobs in the history of jobs. She worked through the whole Rex Tillerson thing. She worked through all, all that speculation. She had to go in and deal with North Korea and Iraq and Iran and Russia and Syria and China and every I mean, like think about it. Think about all these people that are in your face every day complaining about your boss. Uh, I imagine I guess uh, what's going to happen eventually is uh, you're going to you're going to break down. and You're going to need some time off. So she's like, look, I'm just taking time off and I'm not running for president in 2020. I'm supporting this guy right here. And she pointed to Donald Trump ceremoniously, which was great. And she said, that's uh, that's where my focus is going to be. Take two years off, rest up, hit the campaign trail, and then maybe come back. You know, maybe come back the second time around. Donald Trump said, you're welcome to come back anytime you want. Anytime you want. Uh, in any position. So maybe, here's what I'm thinking. She takes two years off. She lets everybody else do their thing. He gets reelected, comes back. Maybe she's chief of staff. Maybe she comes back with some kind of super dedupe. Maybe she's uh, secretary of state. You know, whenever there's a second, whenever the administration gets reelected, there's always a ton of changes. That would be a great time for her to come in, really work hard and then uh, prove herself for some kind of major campaign involvement, either as president or vice president in 2024. I don't know. That's just what I was thinking about last night as I was laying in bed thinking about Nikki Haley. Well, that sounded that didn't. That, that didn't come out the way that didn't come out the way I meant it to. Three uh, three four zero one zero four five is the number. Quick break. When we get back, I'm going to tell you who Donald Trump said he wants to replace Nikki Haley at the UN and why the Democrats are all up in arms about it. Plus, uh, we'll check in with John Bachman live in Panama City, Florida. This is the Marquee Show on News one zero four point five WOKB. You know, I was in the men's room here at work uh, doing, well, I won't tell you what I was. I was just there using the facilities. And I, uh, one of the sales guys walked in behind me and he just looks at me and goes, I would marry me some Mark K. And I thought to myself, this is not the appropriate place to be quoting that. Anyway, I appreciate that. If you ever want to leave me an open mic message telling me what you'd want to do to me, uh, that well, that sounded, that's not what I meant. Uh, just go to our open mic uh, messages. You go to our mobile app. You can download it. Uh, you can download it for free at the Google Play Store or the Apple iTunes Store. Open the op- uh, uh, open mic feature and send me whatever you want to say. All right. Uh, we're going to talk about Donald Trump and who he, who he was joking about um, replacing Nikki Haley with that caused a big stir. But first, uh, we got to go out to Pan- Panama City, Florida, the panhandle, where which is about to get devastated by a Category 4, potentially, potentially, if it speeds up any Category 5 hurricane, and right smack dab in the midst of it. From Action News Jacks, anchor extraordinaire, John Bachman. John Bachman, can you hear me? Are you there? 
Mark. I am uh, in the comforts of the car at the moment. Okay, all right. Yeah, let me pull down the music because I can barely hear you. Uh, you're in the, are you in the Storm Tracker, or did Russell Colburn get dibs on that? Russell Colburn arm wrestled you for it, and apparently he won. He arm wrestled you for it, and, and he won. All right. So, where are you in, um, in, as far as, you know, like if we're looking at the map, Panama City's here, where are you? All right. So, if anybody's familiar with the area, I'm on Highway 98 at the Hathaway Bridge. So, that's the bridge that connects Panama City to Panama City Beach. And uh, so, we're right by the Shell Island Cruises, which is kind of a low lying parking lot right along the bay there. And yeah. It's underwater. Um, the wind and the rain have really picked up in the last hour that we've been here. Uh, I'd say gusts now steadily at 30 to 35 miles an hour. And the uh, Florida Highway Patrol actually tweeted a little while ago that the Hathaway Bridge at the top was getting 50 mile an hour wind. Wow. Uh, and and I walked, uh, I didn't walk all the way up there, but I walked a part way up there, and it was uh, 30 to 35 mile an hour wind gusts for sure. All right. Uh, are you under the water right now? Because you sound a little bit like you are. <laughs> Say again? You, are you underwater right now? Because your phone sounds a little bit like it is. Well, it might be a little wet because I was out there taking some video. In fact, uh, if you go to my Twitter page, um, Action News, Jack Bachman A and Jack, um, I tweeted some some video of a of a boat that they tried to secure against these rocks. I think they were trying to secure it from the southerly part of the storm, but right now the wind is really actually crawling around, coming from the north, and so it's slamming this poor boat against the rock. Yeah. It's underwater, so it's it's not good. I was watching that. You had, uh, I mean, you've got great video and great action shots. I was watching it on your Instagram story. Um, you have the boat, which is it's a beautiful houseboat, but it's just already wrecked and being slammed against the rocks. You have a lot of the wind. There's, of course, you were at a gas station or something. It looks like, and these women were prepping oh, the pumps. Doing great, and you were cheering them on about how. That was last night on our way in. That was up along I-10 in, I believe, a town called Gretna, Florida, which is about uh, maybe 50, 60 miles north of where I am now. Yeah. And, uh, and, and these, these folks were, uh, they, they were there for Hermine and lost a couple of pumps, so they weren't taking any chances. They were wrapping the pumps up and they were going to close down for a while. All right, John Wilson, we're going to let you go because uh, you need to dry out your phone. Put it in some salt, and that'll that'll absorb all the moisture, and that way uh, it won't get ruined. Of course, if it does get ruined, you can always just you know charge the company because uh, it's on work time. But stay safe and keep those images coming. And if you want to see the latest from John Bachman, uh, go to Bachman Jacks on Instagram. And you can, like I said, he's got his whole story here. That he, here he is again with the ladies on the pumps. Oh, you're doing great. And of course, in true in true anchorman fashion, he's standing watching them and taping them and letting them do all the work. But then, as you can hear, the uh, he was saying he's right at the uh, at the uh, Panama City Bridge at the the uh, Shell Island. Sh uh, uh, what is it? it cruises and the, I mean the images. I believe they punched the holes in that sign to keep it from blowing over. Yeah, there's a billboard that they've already punched holes in so that the wind will go through and it won't do any more damage. And then, of course, the uh, houseboat. But you can just hear the winds, and it, and it's no shocker that his his phone would be uh would be wow. It's, I mean, this isn't even hit yet. This isn't even the worst of it. The hurricane is coming. It's about an hour or so away. Um, the eye wall is from hitting hitting the shore, and it's looking like it's it's a hot. It's a very very big and and loud and fast. Uh, category four. It's a bit, Josh and my producer was just telling me it's a six mile or six miles per hour difference between this and a category five.
So we'll be keeping an eye on that. And like I said, we'll check in with John Bachman again. We'll check in with Ariel, too, should anything happen. In the meantime, I mean, there is other stuff going on. We've got this election that's coming up. We've got uh, we've got you know Rick Scott. We've got uh, Andrew Gillum. We've got Ron DeSantis. We've got Bill Nelson. And, you know, all, a lot of people are going to say, is this hurricane becoming an issue? Rich Jones was talking about it this morning saying, you know, Rick Scott, props to him. He's not he's not campaigning on the hurricane. He's not out there trying to get more screen time or or trying to sensationalize it or trying to get any kind of free publicity out of it. He's just doing what he always does, which is giving people advice. Listen to local officials. If you're in Inland County, you may have one last chance to seek shelter, but only do so if local officials say it's safe. Yeah, he's not. It, it's weird. It's not like, you know, I'm running for Senate, uh, Rick Scott. It's just regular old Governor uh, Rick Scott. And that's kind of interesting. Now, a couple of people have been asking, you know, uh, interesting questions about what's happening with the red tide situation. So how does all that red tide in the Gulf affect the waters that are in the hurricane? Is that all going to wash into Pensacola? We probably should have asked Ariel Nixon about that. Um, you know, we'll check back with her again tomorrow and we'll we'll talk about that. But, you know, this is going to be an issue as we are less than 30 days out or fewer than 30 days out from this election. Andrew Gillum and Rick Scott and Ron DeSantis and Bill Nelson, they're all going to have to make this an issue. The cleanup, the damage, uh, you know, the emergency response. One thing that Governor Scott has always had is excellent emergency preparation. Every single time there's a hurricane, we see him constantly out in the forefront of it, constantly trying to get people, um, you know, the resources that they need. I remember the last time, we had. You remember, everyone was fleeing from Miami. Everyone had to leave Miami because uh, because um, Irma was coming through. I'm sorry, Florence was coming. Wait, Irma? Yeah, Irma was coming through, and everyone was told to evacuate Miami. And there was congestion and backlogs, and the gas stations were running out of gas. And Governor Scott got on TV. He's like, "Look, we've got the gas trucks lined up. They're coming down. The gas will get to you." We know what you need. You need fuel. We're going to get it to you. Afterward, he knew that we needed water. He knew that we needed emergency supplies. He's got a direct line to the president of the United States, who I guarantee he's already been talking to. I mean, those two are so tight. Those two are tighter than my pants after a Thanksgiving dinner. So you know that they are going to have uh, the emergency supplies coming in. And we're, it's going to be interesting to see what this hurricane does and the response to it for the election. It always goes back. I always uh, remember Hurricane Sandy ravaging New Jersey just before the presidential election. And Chris Christie was out there hugging Obama on the Jersey shore. They were standing on the boardwalk and they were hugging. And Chris Christie was talking about how amazing Barack Obama was in the wake of Sandy. And that's what everyone said. Basically pushed him over the edge. That's what that was. It was days before the election. And that's what everyone said. Pushed uh, Barack Obama back over the edge and cost Mitt Romney the presidency. It was Chris Christie and Hurricane Sandy. So you're again, you're going to see that in the uh, in the next couple of days. How's the response to this whole uh, situation? Will Andrew Gillum use it to to grandstand, which I, I assume he probably will. Will Ron DeSantis? Hopefully not. Um, you know, Rick Scott, will he look at this as a plan? I mean, he's still the governor, so he's just got work to do. And then, of course, Bill Nelson will probably uh, stick his crotchety old face in here. So, I mean, it's amazing. You haven't we haven't heard from Bill Nelson at all. But I guarantee after this hurricane hits, you're going to see Bill Nelson all over the place. That's that's my prediction. That's my prediction. 340-1045 is the number. 340-1045. This is the Marque Show. Quick uh, break. We got some of your phone calls, some of your, your uh, open mic messages. And I promise you I'm going to get to Donald Trump and the Nikki Haley situation. That's next on News 104.5 WOKV. 
This is the Marquee Show. Thank you so much for joining me today, folks. Uh, 340-1045 is the number as we track Hurricane Michael. Hurricane Michael is forecast to be the most destructive storm to hit the Florida Panhandle in a century. That's what she said. Sorry, I've just I've been seeing a lot of Michael Scott memes uh, floating around, which is you know it's, oh, that and the other one is oh uh, you know what it is Mike Myers, Michael Myers from Halloween because duh it's Halloween and Michael Myers from the Halloween movies kills people. And that's basically why I think, you know, he's very scary. And I think that's why uh, that's why people have been uh, doing those two memes. But that's basically that's basically the, uh, the the two different Michaels that I've seen being compared to this hurricane, Michael Scott and Michael Myers from the Halloween movie. So, like I said, we will be we will be tracking it. Uh, we will be tracking it and we will bring you the latest. It's going to be hitting here re- like shortly within an hour is what Ariel Nixon said could be as strong as a category five. By the time it hits shore, but it is going to be devastating. Uh, John Bachman, Russell Colburn from Action News Jacks, they're in the midst of it, and they'll be reporting and bringing back reports all day long. And then, you know what? Uh, afterward, we're going to get more information, and we're going to get more um, evaluations and, and news from what happened and the damage, and probably we'll do another water drop. Uh, maybe out, out at Maggiano's, try to load up another truck, send supplies out there, because people are going to be without power and without water and, and you know, potable water and food and, and gasoline and whatever else uh, they're not going to have for a long, long time. So look for that to be on the horizon here in the next uh, couple of weeks. All right. In the meantime, folks, let's pull the let's pull the Halloween music down because we're going to talk about the president. I don't want people getting the wrong idea. Donald Trump said something yesterday, which can you believe it? Donald Trump said something that the media was just appalled by in the wake of Nikki Haley. Uh, in the wake of Nikki Haley putting forth her resignation, they asked Donald Trump, hey, who would you like to see take her place? And you know what he said? I think Ivanka would be incredible. That doesn't mean I'd, you know, I'd pick her because you'd be accused of nepotism. It'd be convenient nepotism. I would love to, Ivanka to be the, uh, the uh, ambassador to the U.N. for the United States of America. But I'd be accused of nepotism. I mean, she already has an office in the White House. Her husband's already meeting with me and Kanye. People are already up in arms about all that. But, I mean, here's, look, here's the thing. Who better to serve in the president's cabinet than Ivanka Trump? I mean, we know she's been there. Uh, she did put out a statement today saying, hey, guess what? I'm not going to be taking this position uh you know fun fact i'm not looking at all to to uh to take over the position but it, you know donald trump is is probably i'm gonna be honest with you probably looking to find another powerful woman because donald trump likes powerful women uh, and he works well with powerful women he has a lot of them well except for omarosa Except for Omarosa. Uh, but, you know, the one thing that you look at is his his record of hiring and putting women in power and having them see massive success. And and that is one of the you know, that is one of the reasons why uh, Nikki Haley was where she was and everything. You know, one of the reasons why she may come back in a um, even an, an even more powerful position, either as a vice presidential candidate in 2024, as a presidential candidate. You know, don't think at all that her political career is over. She's way too popular. She's way too effective. She's way too much of a conservative firebrand to to sit out. And she's way too young to not do anything for the rest of her life. And she's, I'll be honest with you, she's way too patriotic. You know, she loves this country so much that she's definitely not going to give up politics for the rest of your life. But I imagine politics is one of those things you do need an extended vacation from. And with the midterms coming up, you know, we're going to see what happens. It may get more difficult in the next two years if the Democrats win control of the House, in which case she can be like, hey, you know what? I had the easy half of this term. I'll sit out the second half and then we'll see what happens in 2020. Uh, Maybe I'll come back around for a second ride and I'll be totally refreshed. 
I'll be totally refreshed. But that's basically that's basically what's happening with the Nikki Haley situation. Not sure who's going to take her spot. I guarantee Donald Trump has some some ideas. I guarantee that Donald Trump will make an announcement before too long. Hopefully we hopefully it'll be a very uh, smooth transition. Unlike the last time we had to put somebody in power. Uh, You know, I'm talking, of course, about the Supreme Court, which was still. And kind of a debacle. And then we're, you know, and then we're going to have to wait and see what happens with the midterms, because as soon as Hurricane Michael passes through, as soon as all that happens, it's all about the midterms for the next few weeks. You're going to see the debates ramping up. You're going to see the advertising ramping up. You're going to see the candidates ramping up in the media. You're going to see the polls ramping up. Everything's going to be about a daily poll. The most current poll shows that Governor Scott has a very slight advantage over Bill Nelson. I feel like that advantage should be larger. I feel like Governor Scott should be running away with this race at the moment. But, you know, whatever. There's still some longtime Bill Nelson supporters. Uh, Andrew Gillum has a has a an advantage over Ron DeSantis. Forty seven to forty four percent got three percentage points over Ron DeSantis. That's basically negligible. But at, at the same time, he's ahead in the polls. He's doing better with independent voters. He's, of course, doing better with African-American voters. Ron DeSantis is killing it with Republicans. He's killing it with men as well. But he's losing out on the independent vote. And that's what the next 30 days is going to be about. How does Ron DeSantis really get in there? And with the help and support of Donald Trump, who we know is helping and supporting him, with the help and support of Rick Scott, who we know is helping and supporting him, how does he get over that hump? How does he prove himself worthy enough to the independent voters and to the undecided voters and to the young voters that he's the better choice? And it may not even be... It may not even be proving to people that Ron DeSantis is the better choice for governor, but it may just be proving to them that Andrew Gillum would be the biggest disaster to hit the state of Florida. Well, since Hurricane Michael. 3401045. Listen, we got a bolt. We'll be back tomorrow. Pray for the panhandle. We will uh we'll let you know what happens here in just a minute. So stay tuned. The news and Rush Limbaugh is coming up next on News 104.5 WOKV.